Welcome into the very first episode of Will's Wide World of Sports. My name's Will. I'm excited to go on this journey with you. And on the very first episode today, we are talking everything WBC. My brother came on, we made predictions, previewed all the groups, and then ended with a WBC player draft. So you want to stay tuned for who we thought's going to win it all, who we picked first out of all the players. So without further ado, let's get started. All right, we are welcoming in uh, my brother Chris. He's coming in. We're talking WCBC. We're talking baseball. I know it's your favorite time of the year. So how are we doing? Spring training is uh, in full swing. I'm sure you're you're pumped for the season. Oh, yeah. Summer's coming back. Best time of the year. Yes. The official start it. of summer is the start of spring training. Um, a little extra bonus, too, with the WBC. We don't usually get this. Yes. Yes. Um, I think we're going to talk MLB uh, on a later day. Today's all about WBC. Starts off uh, tomorrow. We're taping this late on Tuesday. Starts off tomorrow. All the best players, or most of the best players, are already there. We've seen Mike Trout, Mookie Betts in jerseys, in uniforms. Like It's exciting. We're getting going. Um, I want to throw a couple storylines at you first. First, we're going to get a couple first looks, at least from the U.S. perspective, on some really good players that don't play in the MLB. Anybody you're really excited about seeing for the first time? I feel like most of these players, I feel like a lot of good ones are from Japan, specifically Roki Sasaki. Watching or just seeing highlights on Twitter about like his perfect game and his almost near two of them. He got pulled in the eighth inning in that last one. Seeing those uh, was awesome. So it's going to be cool to see him go up against the best of the best. And not to, to make you feel old, you were born in 2002, which is relatively young. You're still a young guy. Is it weird to think that Roki was born in 2001? He's literally like it is a little weird. six months yeah. six months older than you. Yeah, and it's it's tough. I mean, that's just what aging is. You know, it's just any sport you you watch is always going to be eventually someone younger than you. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm excited. I, we'll get to the whole Japan team in, in a little bit. But seeing Suzaki, seeing that, uh, I think he plays third base, right? Murakami yeah. for Japan. These players that... Don't play in the MLB, so most fans aren't going to know about. But the Japan League is no joke. Like, they have good players. Whether that's been, say, a Suzuki coming over, of course, Otani, Ichiro, you know, 20-plus years ago. This isn't just, this isn't your Czech Republics. No no offense to them. These are legit players that I'm excited to see. Um, anybody else outside of Japan that you're looking forward to seeing? Uh, yeah, the outfielder um, for Korea. Jung Hoo Lee, uh, he's he's super exciting. I haven't got a chance to really watch any of his highlights yet, but man, just looking at some of those stats he's had in the uh, in the KBO, he won the MVP last year. So yeah, and and I would assume teams to like if I'm an MLB team, I'm saying, well, cool, I get to see Suzuki pitch against you know potentially Mike Trout against Julio Rodriguez, Juan Soto. Like this is kind of a a test for them and of course all the all the mlb teams are excited about that too um a couple other storylines i want to get to before we go through the groups and make our predictions uh slightly different rules uh for the wbc 
Uh, if you're not familiar, all of the MLB rules that are being implemented this year for the first time, those are not going to be in effect for the WBC. Um, but then for me, the most, to me, the most impactful rule difference from the MLB uh, are the pitch counts. So it's, you know, they can't let Shohei Otani pitch 100 pitches if they wanted to. They can't let um, Alcantara pitch 100 pitches, mainly due to injury. But I think things like that, although it might be slight, make a big difference in how a baseball game's played. Because if, if your starting pitcher can only pitch 65 pitches, suddenly that bullpen's got to come in. You know, you can't have one good starting pitcher go eight innings. You need you need multiple good pitchers. So I'm curious to see how that plays a factor uh, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, especially with depth. Uh, I know a lot of teams are dropping pitchers, you know, just wanted to focusing on the MLB season coming up or just trying to stay healthy. So yeah. already, like you said, with that pitch limit, already at a disadvantage for pitching. And then you just keep losing more and more big-name pitchers. Plus, I mean, these offenses, looking at these rosters, the offenses are absolutely un- unbelievable. So it's going to be a lot of high-scoring games, a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of stress on those bullpens. Well, that's, I mean, that's what they need. Right. Fun. I mean, that's fun. Yeah. That's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's because of that rule. And like you said, injury and all those factors. There's a reason why all the best players we don't have are mainly pitchers. You know, that's yeah. where we're lacking, but yeah. we'll get to that. A um, couple other things. Uh, we got a couple players playing for different countries this year, mainly Marcus Stroman, which you brought up to me. If you remember last year or last last WBC, he was playing for the U.S. Now he's playing for Puerto Rico. I know we got a couple other players that may have been born in one country but are playing for the other. That's obviously got to be fun for them. Uh, but Marcus Stroman. their heritage. Is, yeah, Marcus Stroman is obviously the most famous one because of how well he did uh, last last time for you the u.s yeah yeah no i mean it's it's interesting I, i'm wondering if that's a decision that he made that he wanted to to move on to a different team yeah. um, or if that's something the u.s management just decided they didn't they didn't need him which i i don't believe i just looking at their pitching staff yeah marcus Stroman would be a very nice addition to that squad yes the u.s is loaded which we will get to but we could definitely use some uh some pitchers but who couldn't though? Like I said, a lot of dropouts and even yeah. the even the I mean obviously we'll get into it more of the rosters specifically, but even the rosters with the top pitchers are just they're light and they're yeah. they're like you said, only sixty five pitches. Those bullpens are gonna need to be deep and talented, so yep. Yeah, and, and we'll have a a little WBC player draft um, a little bit later, which we get into. Again, when I was going through starting pitchers, it's kinda light. We have a couple top ones, but as after that, uh, it gets pretty pretty rough. But again, we'll we'll get into all of that. Any other storylines you you're interested to see? Any other players specifically? If not, we can go into some predictions. Yeah, I mean, well, Yoenis Cespedes. He's, he's still a name I haven't heard in a long <laughs> time, so that's really exciting for me to see that he's you know back and. Is he pushing forty? Yeah, I think he's thirty-eight, something like that. Okay. Late 30s, so he's uh, it's good to see him back. Hopefully, he does well. We'll see what he got yeah. in the next few days here. Well, and I wouldn't be surprised because again, this is slightly different than Major League Baseball. I wouldn't be surprised if Cespedes has a good week or two, and you know, there's a little bit more of a flair, a little bit more of just something when you're playing for your country. 
So right. you never know. He might he might pop off and we'll be like, oh, it's right. that and you know, it's gonna be a constant theme. But that pitching, you get you get in there with uh, teams lesser pitchers. You know, anything can happen. And it's baseball. Yeah. Just takes one swing. He's still got it. He's been playing professionally in different leagues. So uh, I want to clarify what we mean by lesser pitchers. We mean lesser pitchers, relatively speaking, because when, like you said, when we're we're facing a lineup of Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez, Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, to that level of hitter, you know, the pitchers like Jose Urquidy, Jose Barrios, they're obviously good pitchers, but they're not to, quite to the quality of Mookie Betts, Mike Trout. So, yeah, uh, I want to get to... Uh, let's start with Group A because I think Group A is going to be the least exciting. No offense to the countries there, um, but no, at least in my opinion, no real title contenders uh, in Group A. Uh, we have Chinese Taipei, Cuba, Italy, the Netherlands, and Panama. To me, there's pretty much a clear two teams, but anybody stand out for Group A? Well, you know, the Taiwan or Chinese Taipei, you know, they... Uh... I, I'm not familiar with a lot of their roster, but I've seen a lot of stats, and they're going to be exciting to watch, especially on the offensive side. I'm interested to see what they what they got, but I you you can be negative. It's okay. I mean, yeah, I I think that I, I'm just interested to see what they got. Same thing with a lot of these teams, but yeah, like I said, I think I I also have just the two teams coming out not super competitive, but we'll see. The Netherlands to me is interesting, led by Xander Bogarts. Uh, we'll get to kind of the final stages after we go through each group. If there was going to be a team that kind of made a surprise, it's probably going to be somebody out of Group A, probably either the Netherlands or Cuba. Uh, I know Cuba's had issues in the past getting MLB players to play. Jordan Alvarez, he's from Cuba, correct? Yeah. Um, it would have been nice to have him. Would have, um, yeah, especially. Yeah, he's had, he had a heck, a heck of a postseason. Would have been yeah. nice to see him back. But um, besides that, do you know anybody on Italy? No offense to Italy? Italian baseball uh, players. Like, because for me, no. I I don't have anybody listed. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't research anybody. I mean, I, I was looking at the roster. I mean, there's a few, you know, MLB players on there, but nobody that's really standing out like something who can really uh, carry a team. Yeah, same for Panama. Not not to say that you need MLB players to do well on this, but that's usually what what the case is. Uh, so I don't want to spend too much more time on it. Most likely Netherlands and Cuba. I think we're both picking them to come out of Group A. Uh, group B, consisting of Australia, China, the hard workers of Czech Republic, Japan, yep. and Korea. Um, accountants, teachers. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think we've all seen the video now of Czech Republic's teachers, firefighters, consultants. Credit to them for making it. But when you suddenly go from teaching high school to facing Shohei Otani, I don't think you're going to quite make it. Uh, I'm assuming we both have Japan moving uh, out of this group relatively easily. Yeah, yeah. And then South Korea I got as well. It's tough looking at those last, you know, China, Australia, and the Czech Republic. Looking at those rosters, comparing them to the other two, it's just another one of those, like, just similar to Group A. Not a whole lot of competition for me. Do we think the groups need to be realigned? 
Maybe, but it's like looking at where they're played. Like that that group's played gonna be playing their group stages in Tokyo. Um, I mean that's relatively they're in that area. Like it's it's tough geographically, but once once you condense the teams and get really good, then I think. So no, to answer your question, no, I don't think they need to be realigned. At least not yet. Um, let us see what these countries have to play against one another, and then you know when, once we get out of the group stages, that's when I think we see the real WBC start. Yes, but when it comes to and you know we'll get to it in Group D, there's three good teams in Group D, and True. you can't tell me that they couldn't beat. You know, Japan is, I think, a top team. Korea's not bad. Group A with Cuba and the Netherlands. You know, again, they're solid teams. They probably deserve to make it out of the group stage. But I don't see why we can't just have one country host the WBC. You know, why can't we just send everybody to Tokyo? Why can't we send everybody to to Phoenix? True. Yeah. And just say, hey, let's, however we can make the groups fair so that each team has a, a legitimate shot of making it out, but uh, that's not what we're dealt. Um, so, yeah, I have Japan and Korea coming out of Group B as well. Uh, group C, uh, playing in Phoenix. Of course, the U.S. is in Group C, Canada, Colombia, uh, Great Britain, and Mexico. Uh, obviously, the U.S. is the headline of the group. Headline of the tournament, arguably. Yeah, them in the Dominican Republic. Um, when you have that that lineup, you're gonna headline most uh, most WBCs. Yeah, I have I have Mexico coming out as well. Um, I think there's an argument maybe for Canada. They got a couple couple nice players. Same with Colombia and then Great Britain probably is the most overmatched. Any chance we don't see U.S. and Mexico coming out of this group? I don't think there's any chance that U.S. doesn't make it. Mexico, I mean they got a really good team. I'm not gonna say that they don't have a good team but that that group in comparison to those two teams i don't i don't think they stand i mean i think there is a chance that mexico doesn't make it out but not a good one yeah and i'm assuming canada is the best shot yeah i would say so just with some of the names they have on there yeah a lot of mlb talent i mean it's baseball anything can happen sure when you have matt brash anything can happen true especially when on, on a pitch limit so it might be nice to have a, a young arm like that true uh, moving on to Group D, our last group. The big one. To, the big one. Like I said, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, and Venezuela, and Israel and Nicaragua. Uh, probably won't spend much time on those two teams, but those three, to me, arguably top five teams uh, in this tournament. So to have all three of them in the group stage in one group together, it's kind of rough. But, I mean, it's going to make for some entertaining group stage games which is good uh, i think i can assume we both have dominican republic oh yeah uh, i think we'll we'll talk more about that line their lineup once we get to the the final stages uh puerto rico and venezuela that's the more interesting conversation um i have puerto rico moving on but i can be convinced both ways yeah i also had puerto rico going venezuela though i'm looking at their their lineup they got a nice lineup. They got a lot of depth. That bench is going to be real nice, which might be helpful in this kind of format. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we'll see. That's definitely one of the, the toss-ups between this group stage, I think. Going down and looking at all the uh, people I picked to advance, Puerto Rico and Venezuela, they were both, you know, right there in the bubble. So Yeah. 
yeah, I think when you have players, obviously we lo- all love home runs and scoring runs that way. But when Venezuela can put together a lineup of Jose Altuve, Luis Arias, like players that can hit the ball, we see this all the time in the in the MLB postseason. Like, yes, it's fun to hit home runs in the regular season, and obviously they're very important. But when it comes down to, oh, we have four innings, we need something to happen, it's nice to have those players that, okay, like, I know Arias, three out of ten times, like, he's going to do something good. He's going to get on base. Um, and then the pressure starts mounting, especially with pitchers who may not be up to the quality that we're used to in MLB postseasons. I don't know. I, I like this Venezuela team, which is why... I feel bad they're not in in group A or B, but that's that's the luck they were drawn. So it's going to be some entertaining yeah. games. But yeah, being able to string together a bunch of hits in clutch moments, I mean, that's that's huge. It's, it's just kind of like in all sports, you know, like defense. When it comes down to it, there's things you need that a lot of teams might not even build for, but, you know, contact hitting, getting on base, stringing things together, that's super important. But not only is that important, but they also need to be able to get those runs in, and they also have a lot of heavy hitters that can, True. once you get those people on base, they can bring them home. So, um, like Acuna, you know, Gino, Suarez, it's a lot of pop, a lot of pop in that lineup too. So don't sleep on that. Yeah, yeah, our guy Gino. All right, let's move on to uh, the quarterfinals, semifinals. It's to me not the most intuitive bracket. You know, this isn't like March Madness where you just move along the bracket. Whoever wins moves on, plays the next team. Uh, there's some some asterisks around, like if Japan moves on, they're going to play in the second quarterfinal game, even if they didn't win their pool. And then the same with the U.S., they're playing the second quarterfinal game. So from what I can gather, if who we think is going to win, wins their group, I think we could see a U.S.-Japan semifinal and a Dominican Republic and some other team, whoever you think is going to make it, in the other semifinal with probably one of those three teams winning it all. Um, so I guess I'll start. I have I have Japan and, J- and Dominican Republic making it all the way to the final. Japan might be slight underdog, especially if they play U.S. in the semifinal, but I think... I don't want to say risky, but with the kind of unknowns at pitching for the U.S., they have a great lineup, the U.S. does, but when you're going up against U Darvish, which we haven't even mentioned yet, of course, Otani, Roki Sazaki, and I think, what, the two-time Cy Young Award winner in Japan as well, at least their version of the Cy Young. Like, that's a loading pitch, pitching staff. Yeah, especially for a tournament that's that's a little weaker in pitching overall. Right. So I think I think they're going to they're going to drive Japan to at least the championship. Yes, maybe their offense might not be as as strong as the US, but I can I can see a clutch Otani home run sometime for in that sure. semifinal game, you know, against like an Adam Wainwright or somebody for the US. So that's my pick for the finals, Japan versus Dominican Republic. Uh do you see it any differently than that? Uh, I think just with that lineup, I mean, it's electric pitching staff, but the lineup of the U.S., like if they really do meet in the semifinals, I don't know. I, I can't see a world where they don't make it through. 
just yeah. top to bottom, like even on their bench, so they got they got hitters, you know, coming out of places. It's crazy. We'll see how that you know pitching staff lines up. U.S. definitely weaknesses pitching. So honestly, I think it might even come down to the uh, Japanese hitters, what what they can do, especially the ones not named Otani. Yeah, that that'll be the key. And I think I'm assuming you have Dominican Republic in yeah. with the U.S. Yeah, yeah, I think the Dominican easy easy final walk. And I think that's what everybody wants. The Dominican Republic U.S. final. We haven't really touched on it, but when you have Julio Rodriguez, Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Devers, like if you lose Vladimir Guerrero Jr., which they did, and still have this loaded over lineup, like if, if they don't, if they don't make the finals, it's it'll be a disappointment. For sure. I have Japan as a slight upset. I I don't know why, but I really like this uh, Japan team. Again, like you said, I don't know if the offense will be there enough compared to the loaded rosters, but I think there's something about just kind of the chemistry that they'll have. You know, we've already seen pictures of them, um, you know, enjoying each other's company as they kind of get ready for the WBC. I think Otani, this could be the time where he really brings it up a notch, which, I mean, he's already done that in the MLB, but I think this is where like the world takes notice like oh this is could be like one of the greatest players things we've ever seen uh so i think he kind of carries them led by some underrated pitching again i think they're really good so i don't really want to call it an upset but i think slight upset for japan beating dominican republic i'm gonna say four to three in the final that's gonna be my pick that's a good one uh i think if japan does get to the finals i think that's going to be a really good matchup i think their pitching um combats the offensive prowess of the dominican team so it's like that's almost like the dream matchup seeing those two pitching in the uh, those hitters it's uh, perfect i do think the u.s i i really i'm looking at that lineup at least as an mlb fan I, I can't put down that lineup in any way so i think it'll be u.s dominican i think it's gonna be a slugfest i'm not sure you know run, like it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be fun to watch as a fan for sure I think I have the Dominican mm-hmm. team coming out. They just have, just with anybody in the pitching staff for this WBC, they're a little light on the overall depth, but they got a lot of star power, especially in the bullpen, which I think is going to be really important. Underrated aspect of this is the bullpen. So I think I have the Dominican team coming out uh, victorious in this WBC. Yeah, which I think there's nothing wrong with, especially if they can time it so Sandy Alcantara pitches against the U.S. and is able to pitch in the U.S. for that final game. And then the bullpen that you that you mentioned, like that that can combat some of the some of the U.S. lineup that they have. All right, so I got Japan. You got Dominican Republic. It's going to be exciting either way. I think it would be a major upset if one of those three teams didn't win. Yeah, looking at just a huge list of teams, I think top three and then just a big big drop off when it comes to like at least championship caliber, WBC championship caliber, just powerhouses i think those are the three there's a lot of teams i mean like i said i've been saying it you know it's baseball anything can happen one swing of the bat a lot of pop and a lot of these teams so it'll be interesting to see who who can pull an upset off because i'm sure whatever we say is just not going to happen it's just that's just the way it is man there's going to be upsets that's baseball i think yep i'm excited i think the the venezuelan team is i if i had to pick it like a dark horse championship team i'd go venezuela yeah, and, and I would do the same with Puerto Rico. 
Um, I would I would be shocked if one of those five teams didn't make didn't win at all. Like I would bet my life on one of those five. Um, I do think one of the top three. I think one of them is going to go home early, and I think we'll all be surprised because even when you have that big of a lineup, when it comes winner go home, you know, people start tensing up. Either way, it's going to be fun. There's going to be lots of great players. Uh, I know you're going to stick around. After the break, we're going to do a little WBC player draft, get into the more specifics of who's actually playing. But let's take a quick break first. All right, we are back. Uh, Brother Chris is here with us still. Uh, We're going to do a little drafting, a little WBC player draft. Let's start with going over the ground rules. Then we'll we'll pick who goes first and all of that. Pretty simple ground rules. Any player that is currently playing in a team for the WBC is available to be picked. That means no Clayton Kershaw, uh, Nestor Cortez, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., say a Suzuki. Anybody that's dropped out at this point, we're taping this again the night before the WBC starts. Only players that are actually going to play for the WBC are up to be drafted. Uh, we're drafting a full lineup, so that means a full eight position players plus a DH plus a starting pitcher and a relief pitcher. So by my count, that's 11 players we're going to be drafting in total. I think other than that, no funny business, no putting Juan Soto at first base because you want Juan Soto in the lineup. I think they have to play a position that they've played before or you can reasonably expect them to play. You know, if you want to put one of your shortstops at second base, they could probably make that transition. If you want to put Mike Trout in left field, I'm sure he could play left field, but no putting Mike Trout at first base, Juan Soto at catcher. You know, I would assume that's pretty self-explanatory. We're going to do a snake draft. So we're going to go first pick, then next person's going to have second and third uh, and see how this goes. Both of us are going to have loaded lineups. I, I can't imagine anybody's going to run away with this but we shall see uh any questions before we start i think i'm good to go all right let's do this we both got our draft board uh the only thing left to do is decide who goes first i am pulling up a random number generator all right i am going one to a hundred so if you want to write down a number one to a hundred uh whoever is closest that number gets to pick uh none of this going over stuff just whoever's closest Uh, i will write it down so you know i'm not cheating all right you have a number i do all right let me generate it the number was 64. did you write 64 62 all right 62 i had 24. wow uh all right it's not a good sign for me um all right, I will give you the first, the the choice of the number one pick. So you can either go number one pick or if you want the, the snake wraparound. You know what? I'm actually going to let you take the first pick, and I'll take two and three. All right, I appreciate that. So I am going first. You are taking the wraparound. And we will go from there. All right, I guess that gives me the absolute pleasure of taking who I believe is the best player full of really good players in the WBC. But to me, this player stands above everybody else. 
not not just in terms of ability, but just kind of stature at this WBC. One of my personal favorite players. And as a bonus, gives me positional flexibility of all things. Um, so I'm going Shohei Otani first. Uh, I'm going to put him at DH to start. Uh, I may switch him to pitcher. But, you know, I think, like I said, he's, he's an amazing player in his own right. Amazing hitter, amazing pitcher. But it's kind of nice to have that positional flexibility. So Shohei Otani, we're going first. I like that. See, that's what I thought you were going to do. I was going to see where you were going to go, put him at DH or pitcher. I thought that was an interesting decision. Yeah. Would Would you have gone Otani first if you chose first? Most likely, yeah. But I wasn't sure if I wanted to use him one one way or the other. Yeah. And I didn't know. Yeah. So I think what's... I, I wanted, I wanted two and three. I, and I can guess who you're going to pick, but we'll see in a second. I think to me, the, the interesting part about this is for the most part, I was drafting for like, who's the best player, but there's some positions that are a little bit weaker than others. So, you know, as we get further down the draft board, we might have to reach for a player that might be a little bit worse, but might be the best at their position. So uh, with that, I think let's let you make the second overall pick in the WBC player draft. All right. Well, I went with a player that I know personally very well. I think he's one of the best, if not the best player. Now he's, he's probably not there yet, but he will be soon. He's a young stud. I'm going to go with Julio Rodriguez. I think his speed and his power, I think he he does it all. He does it all. I'm going to put him in one of the outfield spots, obviously. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure which one yet, but, yeah, I think that's number one. And then number two, for me, I think he's probably – he's the greatest player of my generation. Arguably, you could say he's the greatest player of all time. It's tough. Baseball is a tough sport to say. Greatest of all time, you know, a lot of generations. But I'm going with Mike Trout for my second pick and I'm putting him also in my outfield spot that is a loaded outfield yep one thing before we get uh too far I don't want to seem like this is a homer pick and you may admit it's a homer pick as as you're wearing your Mariners hat I think the one thing that Julio does have an advantage of compared to all the other players is I feel like in a in a tournament like this you need some flair and he will bring the flair. Like, he will bring the energy. I do think that of in this format, it's, you know, not a ton of games. Baseball's a long season usually. This isn't that long. Right. I do think that Julio's youth, speed, and just power, and star power, like, it's just like you said, flair is important. But I think that plus his, you know, he's so determined to play for his country and represent well yep. that I think he's going to have one of the better tournaments. Yeah, I agree. And And – similar logic Mike Trout over a full season odds are he's probably going to get hurt hopefully he doesn't get hurt the next two weeks and you probably have the best hitter uh, in the game right now I think I'm not going to be able to top your outfield now if you have Julio and Trout I could go see this is where it gets tough with positional awareness you know do I go outfield do I save outfield? Because you already have two out of three outfielders. But I think I'm going to go with a player that 
that some say may have regressed a little bit last year, but it's just because there was so much hype on the, the trade that happened with this player. We thought so highly of this player. He's still young. He's only a couple years older than Julio. And so I think because of that, because of how much the team gave up for him, because of how, I don't want to say bad he did, but maybe a little bit underwhelming, you're like, oh, wait a minute, this maybe he's not one of the top players. I still think he is, and I need an outfielder to combat your Julio and Trout, and I think the only other player to do that is Juan Soto. So I have to go Juan Soto with my second pick. I couldn't let you get, because I thought about, do I, do I let outfielder slide? But then if you get Soto, and if you put an outfield of Soto, Julio, and Trout, like you may have just won the draft right there. So I had to get to, I had to get Soto. Then that brings me to my my third pick, fifth overall. This is tough. There's a player I really want to get. And I think you would pick him, which is why I want to go that route. Uh, but there's kind of the more conventional pick that I had on my draft board. All right, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore my draft board because I have my top players. I'm gonna go slightly lower, but to me, definitely one of the best players at his position, and to me, far and away, the best player at his position in the WBC. I could throw Otani at pitcher, but I'll leave him at DH and I'll go with Sandy Alcantara with my third pick. Good pick. And I was worried that was you were gonna take him. Yeah, that was my next pick. That okay, yep. So officially, Sandy at pitcher. Yes. And then uh, Otani at DH for you. Yes, I'm locking in Otani. Cool. Of course, if this was a regular team, Otani could pitch too. But yeah, I'm locking right, in Otani at is, DH. You know. Yep. Okay. All right, sixth overall, your third pick. All right. Well, now I gotta adjust after you stole my pick. <laughs> All right, well, you were talking about the best in their position. And this position that I'm going to pick is, is stacked, obviously, throughout the whole tournament. Lots of good players, lots of good, you know, people. But I think when you look at it all, just in terms of who's the best at multiple facets of the game, kind of like the reason I picked Julio. Like, he's good at just about everything on the baseball field, and that's kind of what you need. Somebody who can really, you know, support the team, do what needs to be done, and I think at a premium position, too, nonetheless, I'm going to go with Manny Machado. I think his defense combined with his ability to hit for contact power, I think that those in a short, you know, season, quote-unquote, for the – or tournament, I guess, is super valuable. Good pick. One of the best third basemen around. I'm assuming you're putting up third base because he could technically yeah, play shortstop as well. True. But no, third base for me. Thank you. All right, uh, seventh pick. You are up. Well, I'm just gonna. I think I'm gonna trust myself when I what I wrote down okay. for All my right. picks. I'm gonna trust myself, and I'm going to just lock up. Maybe, for now, I'm gonna lock up the outfield. I'm gonna put Mookie Betts. I'm gonna put him out in right field. Good pick. I think. I might put him at second because I know he can do that, and I know he might even do that during the WBC. But for now, I'm just going to lock up that outfield. I just think, you know, stud outfield, I yeah. can't go wrong. 
yeah, that's a good pick. That was going to be my next pick. You know, I, he hasn't played second base in a long time, so I was going to be a little bit worried putting him at second base. But, I mean, if compared to all the other second basemen out there, I think he's – at least his bat could could definitely outdo everybody that's in the WBC. So, yeah, good pick. Plus, if you keep him at, in the outfield, like you said, that's, that's, that's a loaded outfield. That's three, like, all NBA – or, oh, sorry, all MLB players right there. Yeah, that's tough. Um, all right. Just like I did to you, you took my next pick. I was going to go Mookie. Instead, I'm going to go to who I was going to pick instead of Sandy with my last pick. Um, but I thought there was a chance that he snuck by. Not really the flashiest player. Going to be kind of a boring pick, but when you look at the production at a position I still need, uh, I'm going Paul Goldschmidt. I think it was surprising how good he was last year for the Cardinals. He still kind of goes under the radar. You know, him and Arenado, uh, who I'm sure will be picked uh, later on in this draft, dynamic duo for the Cardinals. I think first base is relatively loaded, but to me, Goldschmidt was uh, definitely the pick there. I like it. It's a good one. Uh, ninth, I am going, this is tough. I think similar to your Julio pick, I I might be going with this player for the, for the flair, for the energy, for the love of the country, um, that he has, he's been hurt a little bit, maybe not quite to the level that we know he's capable of playing. But I'm hoping after an offseason, he's going to be excited to be there. Plus, if you would have told me like a year ago I could have paired Juan Soto with this player in the outfield, I would have thought I had the best outfield. I am going Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, to pair with to pair with Juan Soto. I love it. That is true. Especially, like I keep saying, shortened tournament in comparison to an MLB season. You have no idea what kind of player is going to show up but i think that acuna is a good one yeah for a bounce back i think yep all right we are what halfway through almost halfway through 10th pick you are up all right well for my next pick i think like i said i mean it's always tough to say that a position's weak in comparison to the rest of these guys obviously they're all talented all-stars especially at this high of level but I think at a premium position such as it is, I can't pass on him any longer than I already have. Doesn't play the best defense, but I think everything else super important. And I'm not a huge fan of the rest of the, the picks in comparison. I'm going to go with Trey Turner at shortstop. Good pick. Like I said, not not the best defense, but I think I when when looking at the rest of the shortstops, I, I can't really compare them. I, I think Trey Turner is – not to say that they're bad. The other ones are bad. I just think Trey Turner is the best one. Yeah, I think that's a steal at 10. Because he can yeah, do a little bit of everything. You can put him in leadoff. You can put him in the three hole. You can really move him wherever. Yeah. And you're putting him at shortstop? Yeah, shortstop. Okay. All right, so you got what, a couple outfielders, a third baseman. 
All right, where are you going next? Let's see, what do I need? So now I'm looking at like team construction, roster construction, looking at a lot of power hitters. And I got to figure out like what what you're going to draft next and see <laughs> if I need to steal one of those guys like you did. Yep. Contra. You know, looking at my team, I am noticing I don't have any left-handed hitters. So what I'm going to do, because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the DH, I can just pick any player and put him at DH, correct? Correct. Yes. Like if I fill the roster spot, well then for my next pick, to get a left-handed hitter, a little more pop, I'm going to go get Rafael Devers. Okay. I'm going to put him at DH. Like I said, Manny Machado got that defensive spot locked down. So I think Devers at DH solves a lot of my issues. All right. I have to admit, he wasn't in my top of third baseman, but obviously amazing player. I think with any of these players, they're top for their teams. It's just how loaded the WBC is. Yeah, similar to you, I kind of want to go through my roster Got a couple good left-handers, a couple good right-handers. Yeah, you got a lot of the left-handers off the board. That's why I had to find the, the next best one, I think, and take them away. Yeah, with Shohei and Soto. I think looking at, again, this is where positional, I guess, depth comes into play. You know, I there are definitely players on this board that I would rather have in this spot. But to me, this is far and away the best player at his position. Again, similar to Paul Goldschmidt. And I think it's important to have kind of a solid player to pair with your pitching staff. So I'm going to go JT Real Muto to be my catcher behind the dish. I think there's a, a couple pick. other good catchers too. So I was debating, do I do I go there or not? But to me, definitely the clear uh, number one catcher. So I had to get him on my board. Uh, that leaves another pick for me, number 13. I think shortstop's a pretty loaded position, as it is. Uh, and I think outfielder, pretty loaded position. And looking at your board, I mean, you have your shortstop now. You have most of your outfielders. So I could go one way or the other. Uh, but I'm going to go with a player who I think could play second base as well. One of the big signings this past offseason, I'm going to go Xander Bogarts. I think he could be a big uh, big leadoff hitter for me. Is that second base? I'm going to tentatively put him in second base, see what other shortstop I can get. All right. So if we're talking, you know, close game, what do you need more than honestly, probably anything. I mean, obviously, clutch hitting's nice, but there's only one way to shut down clutch hitting. And I think with the best reliever in baseball, I'm going with Edwin Diaz, Puerto Rico. I think that he's just gonna when you need him. You don't you don't want a, a good reliever until you need them. So I think yep. I like him there. Good pick. Yeah, I think that's also one of those that there's a clear one on your board. When it comes to position, yeah. I, I will say though I'm excited to see um, Edwin and Alexis together on yep, the same team. I think that's going to be exciting. You know, eight and nine, 
in the eight nine innings. It's exciting. So me one more time. Uh, yes, one more pick, fifteenth overall. All right. Let's see here. All right. Well, you went and you took um, Alcantara off the board pretty early, and immediately after you did that, I knew, and Otani obviously too. Yeah. I knew that you know a pitcher wasn't something that I was going to get high quality amount of. So, not to say again that these are bad players, but just when you're comparing it. Comparing players, they're just I, – I don't think it's uh, very fair, you know, the Cy Young winner. But I'm going to go with you, Darvish, next out of Japan. I okay. think that while he's a little bit older, I think that he's still, you know, especially playing for your country, I think he's really going to bring a lot of veteran leadership and uh, hopefully a lot of long innings out of this team. Uh, any, any debate between him and maybe somebody like Julio Arias? I don't know. I like the veteran leadership aspect of it. I think you could, you know, I mean, obviously one pitcher or I guess two pitchers to the rest of the hitters. It's kind of tough when you're looking at mentorship, but I think just his veteran presence, being able to teach these young guys, uh, just, I think it'll be a lot more valuable than I think it looks like. Yeah. Plus he's crafty. Yeah. All right. I got to go down my board. Like you said, I locked down pitcher pretty early on. You locked down reliever, so I got I can wait on that one. Um, I could use another outfielder, or I need another outfielder. I'd still use a shortstop. Instead, I think I'm going to go with because I don't want to. I don't think you could put this player in another position. But just in case you can steal him, I think he's the best player on the board still. Plays a position that you already have a couple of. So I was okay waiting, but I can't wait any longer. I already got Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, I'm going Nolan Arenado for my third baseman. Good. Yeah, um, I like that. That duo across the diamond. Yeah, I think he, along with Machado, those two you know, were the top three in MVP this past year. So I think definitely best player on the board left. Uh, gives me... Like you said, a, a really good kind of corner infield situation there. Um, all right, I got, I think, two more picks. So I got one more right here. And I think we make sure. No, I got a couple more picks left. You have three more, right? Yes, three more. Yeah. So I need a reliever, which I will save. I could use, I need another outfielder. And I. Do need a shortstop. All right, I'm gonna go with. I really didn't. I didn't necessarily want to go with this player. Well, now I can't decide. There's there's a couple players that I think are deserving. At a couple of positions, I need. I'm trying to think if you would take either one of them. All right, I'm gonna go with it. I think, again, like I said, shortstop's loaded. Uh, I'm going to lock in Xander at second base, though, and I'm going to pick Francisco Lindor for my shortstop. I love Lindor, man. He's one of my favorite players. I think, yeah, the last, you know, a couple years ago when he first signed with the Mets, struggling a little bit, I think that may have scared me away, but I think he bounced back. Again, seems like one of those players that's really going to play hard 
uh, in the WBC. So I think having Arnado Lindor, Xander Bogarts, and Goldschmidt, I think that gives me a, a solid infield right there. Awesome. Good one. So you have uh, two more, and I have three more? Uh, yes. So I got two in a row, and then you two in a row, then me to end it? Does that sound right? Yes. Awesome. That gets us to 11. All right. So I'm going to pick two, two players. They're both going to be older, veterans. They know what they're doing. First one, with this pick, I'm going to lock Mookie Betts in in the outfield. Um, not going to put him on second base. Uh, but I think, similar to you, Darvish, I think veteran leadership is important. Somebody who's been there knows how to win big games. Um, and I needed a second baseman, so I was like, well, who's the best second baseman in the tournament this year? And it's going to be Jose Altuve. Afraid There's a lot of good options in the second base. Yeah, not the, not the biggest fan of the guy. Uh, he's a good player. No, none, nonetheless, there's a lot of good second basemen in this tournament, especially for Venezuela. True. Kind of stacking that position up. But I think just veteran leadership. Somebody knows he can hit the long ball. Not afraid to do it, but he's also a good contact hitter. And then my uh, second to the last pick, another, another veteran. Uh, he's a former National League MVP at a position that I still need, obviously. It's going to be Freddie Freeman in Canada. Good pick. Yeah, I think he was he was somebody I was eyeing for either first base or DH, um, but I locked myself into obviously Otani first and then Paul Goldschmidt. But yeah, I had Freeman second on my board for first baseman, so yeah, definitely deserving. Well, I had him first, so once once you took <laughs> Goldschmidt, I was like, cool, I'll just wait on him since you're you're locked in. Not just, I mean, obviously Goldschmidt, you know, MVP, and, but I, I just think Freddie Freeman, especially representing Canada. There's not a whole lot of like in comparison quality players on Canada's roster. So I think I think that he'll have to show out this year if he wants Canada to make some noise. Yeah. Uh, all right. That gives me li- my last two picks, uh, which I'll rip through because I know there's a, uh, I want to get through some of the other players that didn't get picked because that's going to be a lot as well. Uh, I need a relief pitcher and I believe I need an outfielder. Of course I have Soto and Acuna kind of rounding it out some pretty good options to go with uh but i'm gonna go with somebody that i I think is really underrated plays for maybe a team that not everybody always likes so you know he doesn't get talked about maybe as much and gets overshadowed by the altuves and the bregmans and and then and correa when he was on the team i'm gonna go kyle tucker yeah and i was looking at him too I yeah, like, I think nah, I already got my three outfielders. Yeah, I think there was a clear, like top five or so for outfielders, um, that obviously went Julio Soto, Acuna, Betts, like those guys. Of course, okay. Mike Trout. Um, yep. So that that second tier, I think Kyle Tucker for me was leading it. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. With second, the second tier, he's number one. Yeah. Um, reliever, I think you got clearing away the best guy. I think, after that. I could go like five different ways. You can give me five names and I'd be okay with it. So because of that, I'm going to go just personal preference. There may be slightly better relievers in terms of numbers, but I think, again, coming back to kind of having a little bit more flair, a little bit more energy, uh, give me Devin Williams for my reliever. Former rookie of the year. Now 
I guess, kind of main reliever for the Brewers now that they don't have Josh Hader. But yeah, well, I mean, that speaks volumes on on their confidence as an organization on him. You know, being able to trade Hader away, but they still know that they have Williams, so they're yeah. willing to deal him. Yeah, as and as as people who are living in Seattle, Matt Brash was tough to pass over. Uh, guys like Ryan Presley, you know, they're obviously really good relievers as well. But I I liked Williams most in that spot. I had Williams too on my reliever board. Yeah, and then uh, for my last pick, uh, behind the dish, huh? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get a catcher. But I yeah. once I once you pick Real Muto, I was like, I'm yeah. good. So I'm gonna go Will Smith. I think his yeah. offense. I, looking at the catchers available, there's a lot of like good defensive catchers, but I don't know with the offenses being the way they are. I feel like we need a lot of pops. So I'm gonna go Will Smith. Yep, that's I think the the clear choice. I think uh, Salvador Perez. Would be the only one that yeah. would be considered, but I think yeah, Real Mito and Smith are the definitely the two. A uh, couple notable names. I know we've we've spent a lot of time on this, so I want to just kind of mention a few names just so people know we aren't forgetting them. Uh, Pete Alonso probably is the biggest name that we didn't pick, but I think first base. I think there's two clear first basemen. And yeah, like DH. we're picking top two. Yeah. Uh, I know you mentioned Venezuela's second baseman. When you have Arias, Andres Jimenez can play second base. Jeff McNeil for the U.S. He can play second base. Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres can play second base. Uh, I think yeah, some notable second basemen. Uh, I had I had Suarez, another Mariner. He was, I I don't think in consideration being picked, but solid third baseman. Definitely uh, deserving of an honorable mention for sure. Yes. Uh, speaking of honorable mention, I have I have five for shortstops. Uh, Javier Baez would be my lowest one. He might not deserve a honorable mention at this point, but he's in it. Uh, Tim Anderson, Wander Franco, uh, Bobby Witt Jr., which I'm proud that he's on the team for the U.S., even though he might not play. Yeah, even if he doesn't play, that's a lot of good experience for him. Yeah. And then, to me, I had the hard decision picking between Francisco Lindor, who I put at shortstop, and Jeremy Pena. I was close yeah. to picking him because of just his clutchness, how he performed this playoffs. Um, so it's, I, I was close, but ripping through some outfielders really quick. I don't know. I don't know how you had, or if you went this deep, but I had Kyle Schwarber, new Mariner, Tasker Hernandez, Cedric Mullins, Rosa Reina, Luis Robert, Tyler O'Neill. Again, kind of like second tier, maybe third tier outfielders in this case, but I think worth mentioning. Uh, any any hitters I'm missing that that you had your eye on? Yeah, there's a few of like there was um, uh, Lee from Korea. Wasn't mm-hmm. sure. I wanted him on the board. I probably wasn't going to take him just because I'm not familiar with this game. But yep. just something I feel like we should mention. And not, like we were saying, I mean, there's a lot of names on this list that just they're not in the WBC, so it's going to be a shame that we're not going to be able to watch them. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if we had Aaron Judge and Jordan Alvarez and and those guys. Guerrero. Yeah. Uh, I think pitchers, again, we, we talked about Roki Sasaki in, in the first bit. I think yeah. he, again, even though we may not have that much exposure to him. Um, again, we mentioned Arias. Even guys like Christian Javier, Adam Wainwright, I had on my list. But, again, lots of good players. I think, I think it turned out pretty even. I think yeah. it would be fun to play around with the lineup. 
um, you know, pick other starters, get a full roster on. But again, you can't go wrong. I think this is a, a loaded group. For sure. Okay. I think we are good with our draft. I think, again, I think I can speak for both of us. I'm super excited for this WBC. I think for we're in for a treat when it comes to just some really good baseball, some really good players. Uh, any any last minute thoughts before the WBC gets started tomorrow? No, I'm I'm just really really excited. I mean, spring training's got me hyped up for the MLB season. I can only imagine what this is gonna do, man. I'm really really excited. Yeah, yeah. I think whoever wins, I think I just want good baseball. I want exciting yep. baseball because I think yep. that will make a difference for the the non MLB fan and say, oh, like this is what baseball is. This is exciting. So I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, but thanks again to Chris for coming on. I'm sure you will be back soon. I know we're planning on uh, doing some other drafts. We'll have a little MLB preview show, I know, again as well. Uh, so looking forward to having you on. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. That'll do it for the podcast. Again, thanks to my brother for coming on. We will be back here on this feed on Sunday, talking NFL draft, talking movies and Oscars. So make sure to subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel, Will's Wide World of Sports on YouTube and Twitter as well. Get all the updates and we will see you back here on Sunday.